Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to the Dow of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Football Full Circle, another edition right here on The Grid. Thanks for joining us, Mike Blewett, George Kurtz, talking about the NFL in this hour. And I feel like things are changing every day, George. Um, We started out this week. It was bad news. Baseball had fallen victim to coronavirus. Our very own Craig Mish, who does fantasy sports today on SportsGrid, is also a Marlins reporter. So he was very, we had access to one of the people in this entire sports industry that was most impacted by it and saw it sort of face-to-face. Now he was in Florida, they were in Philly when all this started to happen, but uh, being the reporter that he is, he was finding out information on a nearly hourly basis, right? Um, And as you can see from his tweet here, Uh, On Tuesday, he said the Miami Marlins 2020 season, at least temporarily, has been paused. This will allow the team to continue to monitor health and safety of players. Now, as we record this and through the weekend, the Marlins still are not going to be playing. In fact, Ken Rosenthal on the 30th said another Marlins player has tested positive for COVID-19, but the team anticipated this result from its contact tracing, a source tells The Athletic. Latest positive case brings team totals to 17 players and two coaches that one of the coaches has since tested negative. But the reality of the situation, George, is what happened with the Marlins was probably really, personally, my biggest fear related to it. Not that players are dropping like flies and we have to rush people to the hospital and people are going to be on ventilators. Not necessarily that. While that is a concern, it hasn't been my greatest concern in terms of sports returning. My greatest concern is something like this, is that a whole bunch of people got sick and a team is unable to field a competitive team. So uh, I'll lay that at your feet and we can continue to discuss it. Well, one thing we've been saying or I've been saying for uh, really months now is you hope the NFL learns from the mistakes of the other sports. Now, what happened in Major League Baseball was a huge mistake. I mean, as Craig Mish reported, we knew Sunday morning. Right, that a couple of a couple of Marlins players had tested positive. I think it was two or three, maybe four at the most. It was four, yeah. Right, four, and we knew it was coaches, not all players. And then the Marlins elected to play that game. This wasn't baseball telling them they had to play. Apparently, it was decided in a group text. The Marlins texted each other. Do you want to play? Do you want to play? And they all, they voted yes. Where was Major League Baseball here? You know, we knew that uh, medical experts had advised you no automatically had to no, you don't play. Four is in as an outbreak, but they played. Right. If you look at the baseball's health and safety protocols, 113 page document, there is nothing there, Mike. Nothing there says, oh, you have four tests. That's it. You're done. Three tests, three positive tests. That's it. Canceled. There's nothing there. 
You know, it's just kind of ridiculous. You, you left it up to the teams. You left it up to the players to decide. Players, for the most part, are going to play. They're not going to vote to, uh, to, to not play. They're not, they don't, they're not going to do the—I don't want to say it was smart thing because they don't know. They're, they're not informed about it. Yeah. You know, this is the fact that the players' union and Major League Baseball didn't go over this and decide, okay, listen, you have four out, four tests positive at one time. That's it. We got to cancel these games. Yeah, come up with a percentage, whatever the number is. Right. Um, something, something to yeah. guide people. So I, I thought that was silly, Mike. And you hope football learns from this because this is going to happen again. Uh, now, listen, I think baseball is a little different from football. I think the baseball seems a farce. That's not to say I don't, I'm not watching, I'm not enjoying it, but I think it's a joke. Yeah. Uh, the Miami Marlins. And Philadelphia Phillies, who were, those are two teams playing each other on Sunday, now won't play this entire week. That's seven games missed. And a 60-game season, good luck making those games up. And how are you going to make them up versus the, the right teams? I said, good luck with that. You know, it, it's just sort of a nightmare. But once again, season's a farce anyway. He's got so many idiotic new rules. I, I would just have guys, any teams that can play each other, play each other. You know, just, just get Yeah, that's the approach. Games. I kind Schedule's of thought that this was the approach anyway. Let's just air as many games as we can until we... But it's not. Because Washington and Toronto are going to have this weekend off as well. They have nothing to do with this, but because Miami and Philadelphia were supposed to play those two teams, they're just going to cancel them all. Well, why not have Washington and Toronto just play each other then? All right? The schedule's already wonky. It's, it's like I said, it's, it's idiotic. Why not just have those two teams play each other rather than try and make up games on off days or doubleheaders? Yeah. And I think football's going to need to cover this as well. Football's not going to want to cancel any games. Because it screws up the schedule, right? How do you make up a game in football? You have to pray that both teams have the same bye week? Good luck with that. It's the primary reason why I don't think it's necessarily going to work. I, I, there's a, there's obviously a vibe out there from people that are watching, listening, that some, in fact, you know, one of the NFL Network um, personalities said earlier this week, he feels, feels like some media is rooting against uh, this season happening. I am not one of those people. I am concerned that it won't. I, I think there could be a moment where we are playing the season and it'll get to a point where it seems like we shouldn't continue and they might push past it. Now, the irony is the, I, I'm seeing a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel in terms of baseball. And yes, this is football full circle, but baseball, the reality is baseball is a backdrop to everything in the sports world right now. And the, the ray of light I'm trying to see, George, is that the other 29 teams actually don't have any positives related to this. Doesn't mean that they won't get any, but they don't have any related to this Marlins outbreak yet. So I wonder, can we get by, even if a team gets screwed up, tripped up along the way, uh, as we welcome in our radio audience, it, can we get by by with this one team quarantining, removing themselves from the population for two weeks or whatever it is, and continue on. Maybe uh, we'll learn some lessons and actually get through most of this. Well, Philadelphia did have a couple of positive tests. Although Miami, sure. it did go there. So, but it, it's not a major thing yet for Philadelphia. Uh, I think uh, what football has to realize, football can't compare themselves to the NBA or NHL. They're playing in bubbles. Right. All right, but baseball is compar comparable because they're traveling across the country as well. You know how football's going to do this? I don't know. I understand football only travels one day a week. That helps somewhat, but you're playing yeah. a physical contact sport. I mean, really, I, I want football to play. I want all these sports to play. But good luck. Yeah. Uh, the Bills have had a minor, so far, situation with COVID. We'll update you on that. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus we're back on the grid. Follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid and on Instagram at SportsGridTV. George gets all the hate mail for this show. He's at George Kurtz on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Mike Blewett. So uh, let's get into how COVID has been impacting the NFL. And I know we don't like to really do these segments, but 
it's the nature of what we're doing. We're a, a slight bit of reporting, a lot of conjecture and speculative predictions on our part, and hopefully trying to get you the best information in terms of sports wagering and fantasy and everything else. But uh, it, it is important to report that uh, as of the middle of this week, the Buffalo Bills sent their rookies home from the team's facility. They sent them home on Thursday as a response to five positive coronavirus tests this week. Uh, league source told ESPN, this is via Marcel Louis-Jacques, by the way, uh, told ESPN that two players, including one rookie, tested positive for COVID on Thursday, and the team made the decision to conduct the day's meetings virtually. So we're going to see more of this. Obviously, it's going to be how the teams react, George, and we're going to get into the opt-outs and the list of them over the course of the next half hour or so. But uh, we're already seeing uh, the sort of on intake testing, we're already seeing some positive tests. Now, a couple of positive tests, a handful of positive tests like this might not be the end of the world. Major League Baseball did have some positive tests, 1.8% of intake testing. If the NFL is around that number, even slightly higher, you'd consider that a minor victory before things get started. Yeah, I think you would. Once again, I'd like to see uh, what the, what's the number. What is the number of percentages where we start to worry? 3%? 4 5 6 7 Well, they have five on the record as saying if it's— Five's high. Yeah, but they're saying if it's below five— you can continue to test every other right. day, but if you t- if you if you test at five percent or greater of your team, then you got to be tested every day. Yeah, if you got five percent, you, you've got a problem. Now, once again, this is an interesting situation because I wonder. You mentioned five Buffalo Bill rookies, and that, that's it. We're done here. Everybody go home. We got the fumigate. I imagine the facilities and all that other stuff. How would the NFL have handled this if this happened on a Sunday morning? You know, Sunday morning during the regular season, five Bills test positive. You have to cancel the game, don't you? Uh, did we just learn this mess from uh, the Miami Marlins? And I wonder if that this is what I mean by the NFL has to learn from the mistakes of the other sports, of baseball, really, in particular. Because I think it's the only sport they can really compare themselves to right now because baseball is the only other sport that's going to travel. So I think uh, that, that needs to be written in there. What percentage of the, I guess, 53, 45-man roster traveling party, wherever it might be, what percentage of it comes up positive on that morning? That's it. No game. We move on. I agree. That's going to be difficult. And, and to break down the numbers, like we're getting the rosters down to 80 people, right? You want to throw the coaches on there? Even 100. You got 20 coaches. I'm talking about training staff, just players, coaches. You're at 5%. Five out of 100 doesn't seem terrible. But we all know that that would be an average across the league. So George is saying five is high. It's because when you start doing the math, the Bills might have 10 by the time this is all done and the giants might come up clean because everybody's quarantined uh, more vigorously. Right. So then you have a team with double digit coronavirus positives around other that have now been around other team members. You don't know the rate at which that is going to be transmitted to the next and the next and the next. And before you know it, it's 20 people mostly asymptomatic, mildly mildly symptomatic, perhaps, but we all know we have uh, linemen which are technically at risk because of their uh, BMI, and we have coaches that might be at risk. We're going to get into some of the players that are high risk that opted out, but I, I think that's why we start to get tripped up and why I don't just say, or you don't just say, ah, they'll be fine in the long run. It's only four guys quarantine them and we'll be fine. It's not really how it's going to work out. It could be 10 or more at, at some of these facilities. The problem is you won't Look know. Look at the Marlins, 17, right. 19 you guys. No, they only had four guys test positive Sunday morning. By Monday, it was 17. Right? You just don't know that the, that the virus takes an incubation period. It can be up to, what, two weeks we've heard. But generally, I know what the Marlins, or the Phillies, I should, should, should say, not the Marlins, the Phillies were told after what happened Sunday and Monday, that they would pretty much know how bad they're going to be between Thursday and Saturday. If they escape Saturday with, hey, you got all negative tests, you probably passed it. You probably didn't get it. Right. You know, but if you, if you start getting positive tests, and we did see one today, and that was by what a club, uh, the home clubhouse attendant, not the visiting clubhouse attendant, the home. Now, maybe he had some interaction with the visitors. Who knows? You know, uh, anything could have happened here. But this starts the worry a little bit. It's why the Philadelphia Phillies games were canceled this weekend. Because once again, here it starts again. 
And this is what people have asked. Their exposure would have started really nine days or so before the Saturday benchmark that you're talking about. So the assumption is that no negative tests through nine days is unlikely that they were exposed. When the Marlins came to town, when you right. look at it, that's nine days away, uh, nine right. days before that's that right. happened, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. All right. And uh, once again, you're going to need other rules here uh, as far as the NFL is concerned, because in Major League Baseball, the uh, owners, which was shockingly, they, they uh, agreed with the players union that the Yankees, Phillies, Baltimore Orioles, Nationals, I think to, uh, Blue Jays as well, will all get paid for any missed games. But not the Miami Marlins. Not right now, because right now they're being blamed for this. And there are some rumors, and I, I say rumors going around, that this may have happened because several Marlins players went to a strip club. I, once again, this is alleged. It's not, it's, this is not confirmed. It's certainly unconfirmed. But that's why Major League Baseball is investigating. If they find this out to be true, I'm guessing they're going to say, hey, you're not getting paid. You, you cost us all these games. You're not getting paid for, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 games you might miss. Or if they have to forfeit the season, for crying out loud. And yeah, once again, this is going to be need to be written out in the NFL. What happens here if this were to happen? To an NFL team. I don't think you can dock the pay. I, I just don't see that as being a reasonable option. I, th- well, they I think they can because it says in the, in the new CBA yeah, yeah. you're only getting paid per game. The owners didn't didn't have to say the Yankees or the uh, once again the Yankees, Phillies, or those other teams that weren't weren't at fault, but they might lose games. Now they yeah. probably won't, mind you, because uh, you know the Yankees only need to make up two games. They should be able to make that up at some yeah. point over the next eight weeks. Same thing. Sure. Uh, same thing. You would think of Washington, and uh, Toronto. They can make up the three games. But I don't know how Phillies are making up seven. Yeah. So. So look, we'll we'll ease out of baseball here in a moment. But as I've said, I think it's a backdrop now to everything that's happening. Football does have the luxury of watching what is going on here. Um, baseball culture is different from football culture in this respect, George. Those guys really are traveling nomads for like six months out of the year. Yes, they are home for periods of time, but baseball players go away for like 10 days. A lot of guys don't live with their families in the cities where they play baseball, right? Their families are at home in Cincinnati, uh, but they play for the Yankees. I I picked that because I remember Paul O'Neill used to talk about it all the time. His family uh, lived in Cincinnati, but when he was in season, he lived in New York by himself. Uh, He would travel around when it was uh, school was out. This family would come visit him and live with him in New York, but for short periods of time. I, I say that because the culture of baseball is, yeah, let's, uh, you know, we're in a new city, we're going to go out, we're in the next city, we go out. They need to get out and sort of do something other than hang in their hotel. Now, this is a sprint, and they should be able to, hypothetically, control themselves for two months, but we already see that the uh, horse is out of the barn, potentially, with Miami. Yeah, now one thing uh, baseball is trying to do right now is tell the, uh, I guess, new health and safety protocols, don't go out. Stay in your hotel when you're on the road. Good luck with that in the three games here. So three days, that's going to be rough. Football, there have been some ideas where maybe these players should fly in Saturday nights. You know, you stay in the hotel one night. You're not going to go out there. You'll be tired. Hopefully you go to sleep. You go play the game the next day and get the hell out again and go back home. I've even heard some ideas that maybe you fly in Sunday morning and delay the games. Don't start at 1 o'clock anymore. Start at 3 o'clock. I don't think that's going to work with screw up the TV schedule. And let's face it, that's where the money is. So I don't think that'll happen. But there are some ideas being thrown out there, I guess, to be safer. Here's another little thing. Now, I don't know the rules of every state, but uh, Juan Soto for the Nationals, who tested positive, right, and hasn't been allowed to play, he's had two negative tests in a row, which satisfies baseball. But the District of Columbia says, "Uh uh-uh, we don't care. You still can't play for uh, 14 days after you first tested positive. Whoa. Uh, that's once again, that this would not affect the Washington football teams. I think they play in Landover, Maryland, not District of Columbia. But I do wonder about other 50 states and what rules they might have if you test positive and you play there. Yeah. So uh, the team's statement will bring it full circle around to the Bills. As we are informed by medical experts that his training camp opened, we expected to have positive tests for COVID. With five since the beginning of the testing period Tuesday, we decided to take a disciplined, proactive, preventative approach to hopefully eliminate additional cases within our team. We'll talk about the opt-outs across the NFL after this on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back on the grid, football full circle, talking through the NFL opt-outs that have occurred really over the course of this last week. George, we had hints of this uh, leading up to this week. The deadline is Monday, August 3rd, and we've seen some higher-profile names uh, become part of this opt-out program. Now, uh, for those uh, listening, watching, if you're not aware of the two categories into which players can opt-out, there are two specific categories. One is the high-risk category for those players that are deemed high-risk due to pre-existing medical conditions or uh, past medical history. They can opt in, receive a $350,000 loan, and receive an accrued season. That does differ from the players that are opting into the $150,000 opt-out, which is effectively a short-term loan. We've seen players of all different um, abilities, stature within the league take advantage of that. And they will be um, they will be looking forward to potentially catching on with the team next year. But uh, August third, that's the deadline. I'd also like to welcome in a radio audience that is uh, listening to us uh, talk about this. So, uh, your first thoughts on this? It seems like a reasonable program. A whole bunch of guys are taking advantage of it, but at the moment, we don't even have a roster's worth of players. Yeah, I mean, we're hearing some names that, uh, that are, you know, guys, we, names we know, right? We're not hearing uh, a bunch of unknowns anymore. I think Kenny Galladay is on the list. Mason Crosby, uh, Jay Sternberg of the Packers was, were just added uh, a little bit ago. So I'm not worried. It's, listen, it's first week in August. You don't worry yet. The, most of these guys should be recovered. We're not hearing any bad stories about anybody having it really bad, that the symptoms are terrible. Uh, like Freddie Freeman of the Braves had, what, a month ago. And even he still made it by opening day, right? Or just hearing that that guys have habit, but they may be asymptomatic. So I don't think you're panicking yet, but it's something to keep an eye on. And what we're more worried about than anything else, Mike, is not so much the people having it. We know it's out there, but are they going to spread it? How are they going to stop it from being spread around? That's really what you're concerned about. Yeah, the first player to opt into this probably makes the most sense out of any of this. There's uh, Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champion guard, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, he is actually a medical doctor. He has been working in a clinic in Canada to try to assist in helping to beat the coronavirus in Canada. He was the first one to say, you know what, I'm going to hang out here. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'll see you next year. So he's the first one to say that publicly. We see other players, DeAnthony Thomas, kick returner for the Ravens, Chance Warmack. Um, there were uh, several New England players, which we'll get into almost as a, se- a separate topic, Andre Smith, the offensive tackle, from veteran tackle from the Ravens. Um, we're looking at Eddie Goldman, defensive tackle from the Bears. He's only 26 years old. Uh, he opted into this program. Star Latulale from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, wide receiver. Uh, we got Jordan Mack, linebacker from the Panthers. Nate Solder, the offensive tackle from the Giants, which was obviously uh, a big name. And then lastly, Damian Williams. Now, there's I, at, at present... I think we're at 26 players or so. I could be light on that. Uh, but it's building. A couple dozen players, George. Nate Solder, a cancer survivor. His son battling cancer right now. He's only five years old. Uh, it made sense, a lot of sense for him, even though uh, it's it should be noted. Some of these players are leaving a lot of money on the table. A hell of a lot of money on the table. And we say it again, football, unlike uh, you know baseball, uh, their their careers are, you know, they're not infinite. They're finite, you know. So they're they're taking a chance here. They maybe they don't come back. Maybe they lose their job, you know. Uh, I I don't think any fan really or anybody should really be upset of a player opting out. You don't know their situation. You don't know why why they're doing what they're doing. 
if the wife is pregnant, they have a young child at home, whatever it might be. As you put perfectly, where a baseball team is nomads when they travel, right? Half here, half not here. Football team's home most of the time. Other than the day, right. maybe a couple of days where they go to the stadium. You travel on a Saturday, you come back on Sunday night. That's right. You know, so other than that, you're at home. So the you're- Patriots play the Bills. They're, they're, they're gone 24 hours. Right. Uh, if they play them 1 o'clock on a Sunday, they're home. It's it's a 24-hour trip. And what are you going to say? Oh, they, they should stay in a hotel then for three months. What? What, they shouldn't be around their family no. for four months? That's a job, folks. It's really what it is here. So, no, that's uh, that's not fair to them. So, like I said, I don't blame any player for deciding to, once again, I'm going to opt out or, as you say, opt into the program, whatever it might be. Uh, would it annoy me? I'm a Cowboy fan of a certain a couple of Cowboys. Demarcus Lawrence is on sort of on the fence here. He did go for the testing, but he's not – committed yet to playing sure as a fan he might be annoyed but I, I would understand i would understand why he's doing what he's doing here he's got to look out for himself i think once again i think with lawrence i believe it is a pregnant wife at home or yeah. it could be a young child as well i forget which yeah yeah devin funches to the green bay packers and was caring for family members who contracted the virus he opted out he's 26 years old uh you know we're, we're we you mentioned i think in the previous segment that jay sternberger of the Packers, he's already on their COVID list. So, you know, these are discussions that are happening amongst players. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. Guys are living their lives and some of that have experience with it. Others are like, I'm good to go. Let's get out there and play. So this is a list that's going to continue to be tracked. And frankly, by the time you hear us talk about this, there'll be additional players added to the list, conceivably bigger names. But right now for fantasy owners and for people out there that are concerned about this, it's obvious. Damian Williams is a huge impact. They drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as the last pick in the first round this offseason. But Damian Williams was thought to be obviously a big part of their offense. The guy scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. It's, it's arguable he could have won Super Bowl MVP, but nonetheless, he has decided to opt out. Does that mean his career doesn't continue after this in Kansas City? Possible. I think you'll see that with some of these players, but they're, they at least are hanging into this. Now, there's another component to it, George, from a financial standpoint, is that there are roster bonuses involved with some of these guaranteed contracts, and as you lose games, you could conceivably be putting yourself in harm's way relative to, to the coronavirus and not receiving some of these game checks because, as you illustrated earlier, a game could be postponed, outright canceled as a result of this. What's happened to the Marlins could happen to one of the NFL teams. And then you're losing out on these game checks, so to speak. So much will have to be negotiated with the union of how they're going to figure all this out and what constitutes, uh, you know, hey, you're not getting paid for this and what you are going to get paid for. Good luck with that. Uh, it worked out so well in baseball because they had no problem agreeing on everything. So uh, it's going to be an issue. We know that. Football, like I said, I have to think of a player is opting out in football. He has legitimate worries. Once again, th- these, these guys, for the most part, these guys are not going to have 10, 12, 15-year careers. I mean, you may be losing one-third, one-quarter, one-fifth of the money you would have made here by uh, not playing. You think Devin Funches, who hasn't played now in a, uh, in, a, in a while, has been hurt a lot. For him to do what he did, you know he's got issues going on at home. For him not to want to make a mark with Aaron Rodgers, they try and get a bigger contract next year. So, like I said, I don't blame anybody for doing what they've got to do. You know, you got to take care of your family first. Obviously, any child comes first. You know, a pregnant wife, of course. You know, your family, your mom and dad or in-laws that might be living with you that have it are much more susceptible to it. You know, that's why I think anyone who's criticizing these players, I think you're just being selfish. This is what players should be doing. They should be looking out for their own. And Marquise Goodwin is a little baby at home. He and his wife struggled with uh, pregnancies in the past. And it it is a very human instinct for these guys to want to stay home with their family. I I get it. And And I'm sure some of them may say as the season goes on and if it continues, some of them may say, you know what? sort of wish I was out there, but I made the decision with the best information I had available at the time. We even seen that in baseball. Nick Markakis of the Atlanta Braves had opted out. Now he's opting back in. So he's going to be with the team. Will the NFL allow for that? I don't know. But with them having a hard deadline on this uh, on Monday, I, I it may be less likely. But if somebody changed their mind in August, would the NFL let him back? Maybe. Yeah, I think they should, because once again, things change. That's why I didn't like the deadline being this early anyway. Things change. Same. You may find out in a month from now, oh, 
It's under control. In my area, it's under control. My team has it under control. I like the safety, health and safety protocol that they've got, and I feel better. Or, you know, I, I've been, maybe whatever's going on at home, maybe you're not able to find out by Monday how bad this virus is for your situation at home. But you find out in three weeks, oh, it's not a big deal for whatever's going on. We're going to be okay. I want to play. Oh, I can't. I, it's, why would you want to do that? You know, so I think they should be allowed to return at some point. Uh, should they deem it that, hey, I'm, it's better for me now. I'm going to be okay. My family's going to be okay. I don't think it should be a hard, fast deadline. Wait, what? You opted out? Well, see you next year. Yeah, agreed. Um, the Damian Williams, I, I, I can understand why they had the deadline early at, at the same time, George. You said you didn't like it being too early, and I, I'm sort of like nodding and then realizing, well, if it was September 3rd, this could put general managers in a really difficult spot, right? Um, if Damian Williams walked away sept, uh, on September 29th as opposed to July, excuse me, August 29th as opposed to uh, July 29th, it, that could put them in a much a more difficult medium. position. What's wrong with August 20th? You know, something they like that. They should have consulted you. They should have, you know. I, you Roger, nailed it. Roger That's never really calls. It's yeah. like your, it's like your uh, your August eighteenth magic date as to when the Major League Baseball season will fall apart. I took the over. I thought it would last longer. I also think that it'll last longer because I don't think they'll be. Um, I don't think they're. I'm just saying. I, the reason I said these things will go longer than some anticipate is because I think they'll do it potentially against their better judgment, right. uh, as we just saw the Marlins played despite having a bunch of positive tests. So um, we're going to talk about the Pats as its own separate entity. I'd like to the conspiracy theorists to pipe down a little bit, and I'll explain why Thank after you, this. But they did. <laughs> George, one of those, George, one of those conspiracy theorists. I am not that. Apparently. No, 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 I am not. I just like it fun. But they did lose uh, some big names, including Patrick Chung, uh, Chung and uh, uh, Hightower as well. So we will, Dante Hightower, we'll come back, uh, talk about that after this break. It's Mike and George on Football Full Circle. Come back right after this to update you on the Patriots and their tank for Trevor plan. I don't think so. We'll come right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, Mike and George back on Football Full Circle right here on the grid. So we talked about the NFL opt-outs, and we can get into each and every player and the guys that are going on the COVID list and off the COVID list. But uh, the reality is the Patriots were the most hard hit by this uh, opt-out situation, at least uh, at the time uh, we filmed this. So Dante Hightower, a defensive leader, obviously. Patrick Chung, similarly. Marcus Cannon an offensive tackle. He has a history of non-Hodgkin lymphoma, which he overcame uh, after he was drafted in, in 2011. So the, these are three contributive players. Danny Vitale, fullback, maybe wouldn't have even made the team, although they have lost James Devlin to retirement. Uh, Najee Turan, who's a center guard for the Pats, he's an undrafted free agent out of UCLA in 2018. Uh, and Brandon Bolden, he was set to enter his ninth NFL season, his eighth in New England. A lot of experience in the backfield there in New England, along with him and James White, team leaders, so to speak. He's a core special teams player, and, and was set to earn $1.3 million in base salary, uh, which was the final year of his contract. That tolls to 2021, which means it's just a pause in the contract. No accrued season, no 
uh, running off of the time of the contract. So, George, from a purely football-based perspective, how how badly does this impact the Patriots? Oh, I think it's pretty brutal. I mean, you lose Hightower and Chung. I think you're in your first defense is already sort of depleted here. You lost Tom Brady. I understand you brought on Cam Newton. Maybe he can re. Uh, he better be the Cam of old. I'll tell you that. Uh, I think the easiest way for me to say this, or for me the most concise, I no longer have them making the playoffs. I thought they might be able to compete for that sixth, seventh, uh, that you know last two wild card spots. I don't see it anymore. I don't think this is going to be a team that Bill Belichick was hoping for. That he, okay, I'll play defense. You know, let's hope those uh, the quarterbacks can make plays. But I don't need them to. I'll play good defense. We'll win games. You know, we'll score 21, 24 points. Now yeah. they're going to need to score more than next. I don't think they're going to be able to stop opponents on any kind of regular basis. I think this pretty much might be that uh, that dagger in their season. Yeah, what's interesting, too, is that I wonder, and I'm sure, look, these players have to have these types of conversations with their family. They have the conversations with the coach, the general manager, or maybe they didn't consult those guys at all, right? It's obviously different from player to player and team to team. Uh, it's possible Dante Howard just picked up the phone one day and said, you know what? I'm out. Uh, I'll see you guys in 2021. I don't feel comfortable, uh, whatever the reasons might be. But somebody like him, being the team leader that he is, I'm sure he had these discussions. What is interesting, though, is that, and this is where conspiracy theorists will go crazy on this, is that they drafted Josh Yuchi in the second round and Fernie Jennings in the third round this year. Those are both um, linebackers. So at the position, and Hightower vacates, they have a couple of guys. Now, I would also submit that they lost uh, Kyle Van Noy and other linebackers during this offseason to free agency, and that's really why they, what they were drafting for, not with the conspiracy theorists thinking that, ah, perfect, they lost a linebacker uh, due to the opt-out, and they have another linebacker ready to step in. Well, two of them left in free agency, so they had to replace them. Uh, Kyle Duggar out of uh, Lenore uh, Ryan, second-round pick, small college guy, Belichick type of player, he gets to fill in potentially for Patrick Chung, right? Well, I would submit that a rookie uh, free safety uh, may not be the guy or strong safety may not be the guy that can fill in for Patrick Chung with all the experience he's had in New England. So um, the conspiracy theorists are out there for the tank for Trevor situation. I'm not down with it, George. What do you think? Listen, it's fun to talk about, but even with all these moves, they're not the worst team in the fo in football. Right? They're not. No. Not even the worst team in their conference. All right. So maybe not their division. Definitely not their division. Uh, I don't know. They might... <laughs> you think they're the coming in last place? It wouldn't shock me at this point. I said, yeah. I think this this is a killer. I think losing high tower and chung is a killer on defense. You just don't have the players now. You know, and we don't know what's gonna get out of the quarterback. You know, we hope that Cam can be the Cam, can be Superman like he used to be. We don't know that. You know, they, there's not a lot of offensive weapons here. This is this to me when I look at it. If not for the fact that Bill Belichick was there, you'd be like, oh, ugh. six and ten, five and eleven. Here we come. Yeah. You know, this this is what I I, I see when I uh, when I look at this team here. So yeah, I think uh, I think they might be. I wouldn't. I'm not. I certainly wouldn't pick them for last, mind you. I would I'll probably be the Jets or Miami, depends on how what direction they go in there. I think those two teams are worse. But uh. It wouldn't shock me if literally the Bills just run away with this division now, where it's, it's not even a fight. You know, assuming we do play a 16-game season where by December, the only thing the Bills are worried about is seeding. Yeah, I, look, I, the Marcus Cannon thing is a loss, too. He's got a lot of experience. I don't think they're, it's, I don't think they're caught by surprise uh, on this one. I, according to Michael Lombardi from the GM Shuffle, there's even talks that there's been some retirement talks concerning uh, Marcus Cannon. So I don't know that he's all the way there for football. Maybe we never see him again. But in terms of him lending experience and being a three-time Super Bowl champion, I think it's a loss. Uh, their offensive line is first-round left tackle from two years ago, Isaiah Wynn, Joe Thune, David Andrews, who's back after taking the year off due to some clotting uh, blood clotting issues that he was having Shaq Mason and Corey Cunningham which they received in a trade uh, from the Arizona Cardinals so uh, I think they're okay there they drafted a couple more guys they drafted the two tight ends Asiasi and Dalton Keene uh, Dalton Keene might slot in to be a little bit of an H-back scenario for them George so uh, perhaps all is not lost with Danny Vitale's departure and in conjunction with James Devlin's retirement so Look, there are issues now. 
I don't think there's any denying it. Even the most ardent Pats fan has to be like, God, I hope Cam is is great, like you said, and overcomes a lot of this. But the receiving core is Julian Edelman, Muhammad Sanu, and hopefully Nikhil Harry is a winner. But we don't know that. You know, it brings up the question that was brought up weeks ago. Actually, when we talked about the Patriots, when we went over their team, what team would, cha- would trade their skill position players for the Patriots? It's a, low, really, what team? it's a low number. Anybody could have had Cam Newton. Nobody wanted him for various reasons. Sonny Michelle is no one's answer to Saquon Barkley or Zeke Elliott or anything like that. Edelman's a nice receiver, but he was nice at Brady, a short-range target there. He's not anywhere near a Michael Thomas, you know, a Devontae Adams, someone like that. He's just not that kind of player. And, you know, you, you drafted a whole bunch of tight ends, rookie tight ends. We'll see what happens. Your offensive line keeps losing people, and the defense is just depleted here. Like I said, this, this is a – I hate to see it. This looks like a bad, bad football team. Yeah, like I – I have a lot of faith in Belichick when it comes to coaching up defensive players or, or whatever it might be. But And clearly they had a plan in place here, right? They were going to let, due to cap issues and everything else, they were going to let some veteran players go. Whether you, However you classify Tom Brady, I think that was not a one-way decision, right? They just couldn't come to agreements, that uh, terms that they were comfortable with. They move on from the veteran quarterback. They let a bunch of the veteran players go, some of whom I've mentioned, particularly at linebacker. And they needed to replenish some of these with younger players. It just can't all happen at the same time. Does this defense come together? Here's the defense. And they've they've survived for a long time on guys that may not pop as superstars, George. But Lawrence Guy, Bo Allen, John Simon, that's your defensive line. Chase Winovich, last year's third-round pick from Michigan, uh, is backing up. Uh, is a premium backup. We have uh, Shalit Calhoun, Dante Hightower no longer, Jawan Bentley, Brandon Copeland. The defensive backfield, Jason McCourty, Terrence Brooks, Devin McCourty, Stephon Gilmore. Uh, bring in Kyle Duggar, lose Patrick Chung. The defensive backfield is still the strength of the unit. The McCourty brothers and Stephon Gilmore, veterans, maybe a little older, but still strong. That's the strength of the defense, and it will remain that. And it is, but if you can't get to the quarterback, doesn't matter how good your cornerbacks are or your safety for that matter, you're going to have issues here. I, it's just strange to me. But I'll tell you this: if the if the Patriots make the playoffs, this is Bill Belichick's best coaching job ever. Unless Cam is back to being the man he was three, four, five, six years ago, and it's just really no one can handle him, I just don't see how it's happening here. I just don't see the Bills certainly look like a better team. I mean, they do get a break in that the Jets and Dolphins are still the Jets and Dolphins for now. Dolphins seem to be on their way up. You know, we'll see what they do with two of their Jets. You know, with the moves they've made this offseason, are pretty much punting the season away already anyway. So I I like to say, I don't want to say they're done, but I can't see how this team, even with the extra wild card spot, I just don't see it. Not unless the Dolphins and Jets are just much worse than I think where the Patriots can actually sweep them in the division. Then maybe they got a shot to get to eight, nine wins. But I'd be banking on the under here. I always hesitate to think that they're going to drastically change the way they play football. I think the Patriots are the best at adapting to their personnel. And if you look at the personnel, top to bottom, you would say, George, that the best way for this team to win a lot of games is ball control it all day. Let's keep our defense underexposed. We've got a running quarterback. We've got two talented, three talented, four talented running backs. Let's just hang on to the ball, lead the league in time of possession, and that's the way we're going to win. I, that That's what it feels like to me. It doesn't mean that they can't play ball control passing attack with Edelman or even Sanu to some extent. But do I think they're going to air it out to Nikhil Harry and make Mohamed Sanu a deep threat? I don't. I, I just think the way that this team should win is ball controlling it. Oh, I think you're 100% correct. I think you're stretching the word of talented running back. They say they have four talented. Mm, I don't I mean, know you're probably right. That. I probably am stretching it. They have four average running backs. You know, I do like James White as far as a pass catcher there. And if you have, listen, we all want Cam to be the Cam of old. But, and I don't think there's any doubt New England needs him to be that person. But I think if he tries to be that person where he's going to be running all over the place, he's not playing 16. You know, that, that injury is going to come again. He has ankle injuries, shoulder injuries. We don't know how healthy they truly are. I think he'll get hurt again, plus the concussion problems he's had. You know, he's not a big on sliding and getting down here. I just don't – I think they need him to be that person, but I think that can be the worst thing for Cam. 
You know, I don't, I don't think he'd be able to finish the season that way. This team has issues. That's the bottom line here. Do I think they're tanking, uh, you know, <laughs> a Trevor or losing for Lawrence? No. I think it just worked out this way. What do you think? Bill Belichick called? Hey, Donta, can you, can you take the season off here, buddy? Patrick, don't even bother, right? Yeah. These guys aren't turning down money, the money they were going to make their to make Bill uh, or make the Patriots get the number one pick. That's nuts. I agree. It's crazy. And even with these, the Patriots are still a better team than the Jaguars. Bengals. Bengals, yeah. Right. So they're not, they, they're not going to get that anyway. Bill Belichick is not – he wants to get that all-time win record. He wants that, which means he needs to win you know, as many games as possible early on uh, before he gets older, I should say. So, uh, no, they're not, they're not tanking. That's, it's a fun little conspiracy theory, but that's not what's going on here. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go to FanDuel right now. Their win total for the better part, it fluctuated after Cam got there. They actually bumped them up by a half a win, but I want to look them up live as we record this. So win totals for New England right now on FanDuel are, did they take it off? No, there it is, nine and a half. So they haven't lowered it. Uh, it bumped. It went from nine to nine and a half uh, when Cam signed. So right now, the over is plus 135, under is minus 160. I think that becomes the heaviest juice bet on the board. That all happened in this last week uh, for the most part. So under nine and a half, even with Cam Newton at quarterback, you a hard under now on the Pats? I don't know if they could get the five or six. Wow. Know, I'm, not, I'm not looking at their schedule, so maybe their schedule is easier than I thought. The division schedule is easy, right? Jets, Miami, I... Could certainly see you winning three of those four games, but he, Miami's a better, a, a decent team, so I'm not guaranteeing that at all here. Buffalo, I don't know if you beat Buffalo either time there. I think those are two losses there, so I can't. They're still favored on Fanduel to win the division, plus 115. The Bills are plus 125. And once again, the Patriots are one of those teams with such a heavy following that they're always juiced up because they had a lot of fans going. Oh, yeah, yeah but the juice on the win total is all the way down and. Under nine, under nine and a half. So it's the, one of the most heavily juiced bets on the board. I'm looking at. I know we're up against it here. Uh, I guess we'll talk about it more uh, on, the, on the next uh, segment here. But no, they're not getting a nine and a half. Okay, Although we'll the schedule close, is easy. We'll close it out after uh, this hour of football full circle. Right after this, get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back on the grid, closing out this hour. Just a couple of minutes here. A uh, couple of stories. George gave me a depressing one uh, during during the break, but I'm not going to air that one. Tom Coughlin had a bike accident. It's awful. I don't know why, why I would even bring it up on air. But uh, another depressing story related to the Jaguars. Yannick Ngakwe, uh, the unsigned franchise player, has not reported to Jaguars camp. He wants out of Jacksonville. Uh, this is according to Michael DiRocco on Twitter. Uh, he says here that coach Jaguars coach Doug Marone says defensive end Yannick Ngakwe is the only player not at camp, says he has not had any conversations with Ngakwe. Uh, color me not surprised, George. Uh, they, I don't, it, it is odd to me that it is continued, but I, I think the Jaguars just got to a point where they said, we're obviously going to trade him. We're just going to wait until the last possible moment to see if any new offers can arise, potentially with an opt-out, with an injury during training camp, the market changes, and a team gets more desperate than they've been to this point. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but it's unlikely to happen because what's going on at that time? Who's going to have that kind of cap room to, uh, to sign them? And to get what Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's going to want, really, 
uh, you know, what the, what the Jets got, 1-1 one, one and a 3, that's not going to happen. And a player, it's not going to happen. No one's the Clowney trade happened late. But things are different this year. We know the cap's going down next year. Yeah. What team's going to get the draft picks for a guy? And you don't know if this year's going to be played or how many games going to be played. It doesn't even matter. It's just a terrible time for Jacksonville. They had to trade him during the draft for whatever they could get for him. Yeah. You know, I, I understand they probably didn't get the offers they wanted. You know, you wanted a, you know, a number one, number three, whatever it might be. You didn't get that. But now you're waiting here. Good luck. Good and there luck. can't be a long-term deal. There's no long-term deal. It can't happen. No, he doesn't want to be there. He pretty much hates them. They hate him. He's. I'm saying for, for the new team, there's no long-term deal. No one's doing that of late, right? You trade for a guy, you give up all the – I mean, the Cowboys did it with Cooper. Hawks just did it with Adams. You trade for a guy, and then you don't get the deal done. You give all the leverage to the player. Just strange. Even though uh, Adams said, oh, yeah, I'll play for uh, my number, my, uh, my contract number. I don't, I'm not going to demand a new trade. Of course he's not because he has all the leverage. Now his contract comes up. You give up three picks and a player for me. Pay me my money or I'm gone. Yeah. That's it. Uh, we're going to talk about Jamal Adams in the next edition, trying to get a Jets beat writer to discuss it with us. Uh, hopefully you join us next time on The Grid. Frank, thanks for watching this hour of Football Full Circle. Uh, on behalf of Brian Rutkowski and George Kurtz, I'm Mike Blewett. Thanks for watching. See you next time. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.